When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You can even watch back, giving players all the props, or put them on blast. We don't give no hot takes, only talk facts. We're giving all our devotion, riding high on this wave of emotion. Going all out, yeah, cause this is our time. No, ain't no stopping us till we reach the finish line. Cause this is the time No, ain't no stopping 
when you lounge. X and O, you know that we can hold it down. Shout out to my man Sammy, got it off the ground. And to all the listeners tuned in right now, got debates, analysis, and speculation. This is sports talk for the new generation. You know where to find us, got a reputation. Sick podcast, your number one sports destination. Giving all a devotion, riding high on this wave of emotion. Going all out, yeah, cause this is our time No, way, no stopping us till we reach the finish line All in, we came in to win We're gonna give everything S-I-C-K on the run S-I-C-K, sick, sick On fire, we're ready to fight We'll bring the house down tonight S-I-C-K on the run S-I-C-K You're about to listen to The Sick Podcast, the Sick Podcast. with Tony Marinero. 55 seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3. Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire, back to Lafleur. Oh! The Sickest Montreal Canadiens Podcast. <laughs> you know, I, 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 there is a... Oh! Sports Entertainment. Like no other. Rejoint, on lui fait perdre la rondelle une passe devant. Et c'est la mauvaise! You found the dogs! John, you found the dogs! He found the dogs! And all together they worked the young team to the top. And now a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La Vida TV. Embrace your true nature. And Lacage. If the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to Lacage. It's gonna be sick. Marinero, and how's everyone doing tonight? It is Tuesday, February 28th. It is a couple of minutes past 10 o'clock, and the Montreal Canadiens are playing in San Jose tonight, and the puck is going to drop in about 35 minutes' time. So what we're going to do is that we're going to bring you up until pretty much 10.30, or maybe even up until the final second, the puck drop. And at that point, we're going to break away for tonight, and then we'll say goodnight so you can watch the game in peace and quiet and watch it at home, and you don't have to hear me talking while the game is going on. How is everyone doing tonight? We are live on YouTube, we're live on Facebook, and we are live on Twitter. The Sick Podcast brought to you in part by La Bit at TB. Brewed in Quebec and a winner of a dozen international awards, La Bit at TB offers quality microbrewery beers made with premium ingredients for everyone's taste. La Bit at TB, embrace your true nature. And also brought to you in part by Energy Transportation Group, a leading full-service logistics provider serving all of North America, driven to be different. And brought to you in part by La Cash. If the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you go back to Lacage. The menu will surprise you. 
I have to get back to Lakash soon. I'm going to go with one of my best friends in the whole wide world, Joey Manjebave DiCaprio. Yes, that is right. Okay. Hello to Joey, if you're watching. And hello to the Cavallaro family who uh, have taken um, their whole thing on the road. Why? Because they are on their way to Indianapolis, where they're going to be taking in the NFL Combine. The Sick Podcast is starting to make noise, and it'll be making noise even in Indianapolis. And once again, yesterday we announced that um, a new Sick Podcast is born out of Vegas, where uh, the talk is going to be the Raiders. Uh, one next week, or one by the end of the week, out of New York, where the talk is going to be Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. And another one next week in uh, Memphis, where the talk is going to be Grizzlies basketball. So that would be uh, 9, 10, 11, 12. The ninth being uh, CF Montreal talk, the 10th being Vegas, the 11th being New York, and the 12th SICK podcast being Memphis. So uh, SICK podcast and SICK media making noise slowly but surely, one day at a time. Speaking of days, you know how many days left for NHL trade deadline? Well, uh, right now it's Tuesday night, and the deadline goes Friday at 3 p.m. So count them. There's not too many days left. And today... Uh, there was a window of opportunity for the Canadians that closed because we've been hearing that the Edmonton Oilers were interested in Joel Edmondson. The Oilers looking to add a defenseman, and unfortunately, much to the Canadian chagrin, they added Matthias Ekholm of the Nashville Predators. By the way, some amazing deals are taking place for some teams. There's a lot of teams that think that they have a legitimate shot uh, shot to win the Stanley Cup, so they're giving up more than they normally would give up. Listen to what the Edmonton Oilers had to give up to get the defenseman that they wanted, Matthias Ekholm. Ekholm is 32 years old. He has, after this year, he's got three years left on a deal that pays him $6.25 million. Well, the Edmonton Oilers had to give up Tyson Barry who's a year younger, who's going to have just one year left on his deal at $4.5 million. And um, the Edmonton Oilers had to give up forward Reed Schaefer. And they had to give up a first-round pick in 2023, a fourth-round pick in 2024, and they received, the Oilers did a sixth-round pick in 2024. So they had to give up a forward prospect, they had to give up a first-round pick, they had to give up a fourth-round pick, and they gave up a defenseman, albeit inferior, for what Edmonton was looking for, a stay-at-home defenseman, Stanley Cup experience, a guy who could log big minutes, a guy who's not a liability. You know, Matthias Ekholm's a good defenseman, there's no doubt about it. The biggie, uh, and this is the one we're waiting for, we're waiting for Patrick Kane to move. Unfortunately, there was no suspense because we knew that Patrick Kane was if he was going to get traded, he was going to get traded to the New York Rangers. And there was every reason to believe that he was going to get traded for a couple of reasons. One was Patrick Kane's in the final year of his contract, paying him $10.5 million with the Chicago Blackhawks. So, I mean, if the Blackhawks might as well get something, then get nothing. Also, the Blackhawks, they want to make their team as weak as possible between now and the end of the season because, of course, everyone knows they want to finish last overall. They probably won't admit it publicly, but everyone knows that because they want to have the best chance at Connor Bedard. Kane was born and raised in Buffalo. 
He wanted to get as close to home as possible, and he wanted to go play with the New York Rangers, and he wanted to be reunited um, with Artemi Panarin, and he will be, and he'll form a line with Vincent Trocek and Artemi Panarin. What a line that is, huh? And the Rangers have another line of Zabanajad, Kreider, and Tarasenko with um, Schittel, Kako, and Lafreniere, the kids on the third line, and Carpenter, Mott, and Jimmy Vesey on the fourth line. You would think that the New York Rangers probably need to add now <clears throat> a player to their bottom six, and you'd think they'd be in a pretty good situation because on the fence, they have Keandre Miller, they have Jacob Truba, they have Braden Schneider, they have Adam Fox, and you know what? Uh, that organization is blessed. Blessed why? Patrick Kane wanted to go there. He uh, removed his no-movement clause and said, the only team I want to go to is the Rangers. So the Rangers were uh, in a great situation. They only had to give up a second-round pick and a fourth-round pick, and Chicago had to take it. They, they low-balled them, but they had to take it. It was either that or nothing. And Look, Panarin wanted to go to New York. Fox wanted to go to New York. And now Patrick Kane wanted to go to New York. I mean, that organization... It's blessed. It's easy to do a rebuild when you have <clears throat> three-star players that want to go there. The uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. The Toronto Maple Leafs are another team uh, that is going for, you know, they're going all in this year. They're going for the Stanley Cup. Just a couple of days after picking up Ryan O'Reilly, uh, the Leafs go out and uh, they pick up um, Luke Shen a player who won a couple of Stanley Cups with the Tampa Bay Lightning. He's going to go up against his former team, you'd think, here in the playoffs. And uh, so some there's some familiarity there. There's a player who's going to have some motivation, a player who's going to have some incentive. And uh, so they pick him up, and uh, they also pick up um, Eric Gustafsson as well. And, uh, and the Boston Bruins' first-round pick, uh, in the 2023 draft from the Capitals for defenseman uh, Rasmus Sandin and um, and um, acquired a third-round pick in the 2024 draft they did uh, from the New York Islanders for forward uh, Pierre Engvall. So the Leafs are making some noise. The Rangers have made some noise. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers made some noise. And um, the Carolina Hurricanes... They picked up um, Yessi Pugliarvi, and the orders received prospect uh, a prospect forward in the deal. And I, and I talked about Yessi Pugliarvi, and I know a lot of people uh, aren't a fan of Yessi Pugliarvi, but, you know, I thought that he would be, if he was offered to the Canadians, I thought that he would be worth the gamble, all right? I really thought that he would be worth the gamble. By the way, going to Edmonton is forward prospect Patrick Pustola. All right, so I thought he was worth the gamble. Why? Because Pugliarvi, one-year deal, all right, that's going to be up at the end of the year. He'll become a restricted free agent. He's only 24 years old. We know he has size. We know he's been an underachiever. He's six foot four. the guy. We know he's an underachiever. There's no doubt about it. And you can make the argument that if you're not going to score with Connor McDavid, you're not going to score, period. But, uh, you know, I think the Canadians are in a good position for reclamation projects. I would have went for him. Now, you know what's funny is that if the Canadians would have went for Yessi Pugliarvi, a lot of people would have said, um, 
Guy's no good. Guy's soft. Guy's a flop. Guy's an underachiever. You know, only the Canadians would pick up a player like this. But a legitimate Stanley Cup contender, the Carolina Hurricanes, pick him up. So a legitimate Stanley Cup contender believes that he's worth it. And it just goes to show you when you're when you're going to say, you know, ah, this Canadian's player, nobody wants him, or that Canadian's player, nobody wants him. It takes one person to like you in life. In any field that, you know, in any field, it takes one person to like, it takes one boss, it takes one GM, it takes one sales manager, it takes one foreman, it takes one supervisor, it takes one coach, it takes one general manager, it takes one assistant GM, it takes one pro scout, it takes one person to like you, to make things happen. And there you go. Luckily for me, both Yellow and Sammy like me. It's a pretty cool situation. Uh, we're going to get to a lot of your comments. We're going to get to, um, uh, and I'm going to, you know, we'll throw them out there. I'm taking a look right now on uh, on YouTube Live, on the chat. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, message sick, S-I-C-K. Like it, share it with your friends. And once again, we're live on Facebook and we are live on Twitter. Today, I decided to um, to go solo, to take a lot of your questions to answer, to have a dialogue going on with me and all of you watching uh, right now on social media, on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitter, and just answer your questions because it's going to be an abbreviated show. Once again, we're going to bring you up until um, we're going to bring you up until um, ten thirty or ten thirty-five. Says Cuckoo Voodoo, fourth liner, please. You're pulling a Bergevin Dollarama move. Stop it. Perfect. Okay, so. Cuckoo Voodoo, uh, who do the Canadians have to trade or that you want to trade that can bring a first liner in return? By the way, by the way, it, you could say that Pugliarvi is a fourth liner today. You can say that. You can say he's a third liner, third liner, fourth liner. Who's to say that this next team for him, Carolina, he goes there, he catches fire, and um, all of a sudden, he ends up on the second line of the Carolina Hurricanes. Is that impossible? He's a guy who several years ago was drafted fourth overall. There's a lot of people that saw something in him. They saw something in him. Now, Carolina stacked. He's not going to make the top two lines. He won't. Uh, and he will be on their fourth line. But he could have gone to another team. And he could have possibly ended up being on the second line. But he's going to a team that's stacked. And yes, he pulled Yarvi uh, on a line with with, uh, with Stefan Neeson and Paul Stashney on a fourth line. That's not bad. What a team, huh? Sebastian Ajo, Seth Jarvis, Andrei Svechnikov, Kok Kinyemi, Neshkash, and uh, Tuevo Teravainen, and Jordan Stahl, Jesper Fast, and uh, Jordan Martinuk. And by the way, Kakanyemi, look at him. He was mocked here big time. He's on the second line for the Carolina Hurricanes. Not not too shabby. Not bad. Not bad. All right, let's get to um, Agnello and Sammy Master Control. If you can bring up some questions, and I'll take some questions between now and, uh, and 1035. Um, Mark Maringer. JC and yourself have the same illness, I think, in wanting to trade Josh Anderson with four years left. I mean, who gets traded 
with four years on a contract. One year or two years, okay, but four years? Is this a joke? Uh, okay, let's let's keep Mark. Now let's keep Mark up there if we can. Okay, so Mark, thanks for your question. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, you're referring to myself and Jean Charles Lajoie, and a conversation that we had earlier this evening on GC at TVA Sports Television. So, because I think the Canadians should trade Josh Anderson, it doesn't mean I have an illness. It just means I have an opinion, number one. Number two, who's to say that trading him wouldn't be a good move? Number three, I take what you have to say, and your point is well taken. Players with four years left on a contract are usually more difficult to trade uh, than players that um, have three years left on a contract or two years left on a contract. But let me ask you this, Mark. Why, when the Canadians traded P.K. Subban, he didn't have six years left on his contract? Why, when the Canadians received Shea Weber, he didn't have a 1,000 years left on his contract? This is impossible. It's impossible to trade players that have four years left on their contract at $5.25 million cap. Uh, pardon me, $5.5 million cap. It's impossible. It's not impossible. It's... um. Maybe a little bit less likely, but if I was another team and the Canadians wanted to trade Josh Anderson, if I find that I need that profile of player in my top six, I need a winger who can play either wing. I need a guy who's big. I need a guy who's strong. I need a guy who can defend himself and defend his teammates. I need a guy who could be a net front presence. I need a guy who can be the first one in on the forecheck. I need a guy that when he takes the puck, and he drives the net down the wing, puts his shoulder down, he can crash the net. I need a guy who has shown that he can score goals in this league, and Josh Anderson scored 27 four years ago. And I want a guy that's in the prime of his career, and I can have him at age 28, 29, 30, 31. I need a guy who's been to the Stanley Cup final before, and Josh Anderson uh, was there a couple of years ago. I, I take a look at what, um, the Tampa Bay Lightning got for Tyler Janot. For Tyler Janot, and I'm going to bring up his hockey DB here in a second, okay? So why don't I do that? I don't have uh, the hockey DB in front of me. I'll bring it up. It's hockey database, by the way. Um, Tanner Janot, pardon me. Uh, and um, it's a great site, by the way. Hockey DB, it's hockey database. You'll find uh, everything you're looking for, okay? Um, last season... Tanner Janot scored 24 goals for the Nashville Predators. It was the best season of his career, all right? Best season of his career. As a matter of fact, he only played like a year before that with Nashville. So here's a guy who was never drafted, never drafted. Uh, here's a guy who broke into the National Hockey League. At age 23, um, here's a guy who only played his first full season in the National Hockey League a couple of years ago, 2021-2022 season. And this year had five goals for the Nashville Predators. Five goals. He got 
He was traded for defenseman Cal Foote and five draft picks. Five draft picks. Okay? Five. So knowing what Tanner Janot got you, why wouldn't I want to take a look at trading Josh Anderson? Matthias Ekholm. He's got three years left after this year on a deal at $6.25 million. And Josh Anderson has four years left at 5.5. So if 32-year-old Ekholm is traded with three years left on his deal after this year at $6.25 million per, re- per year, why can't 27 or 28-year-old Josh Anderson, whatever he is, with four years left on his deal at five and a half, why can't he be traded? Can somebody explain that to me? Can somebody please explain that to me? And yes, the best thing about Tanner uh, Tanner Janot is that his contract's up at the end of the season. He's only making $800,000. So, you know, he's an RFA at the end of the year. His next contract's not going to be a big one. And so... He's a he's a he's a he's a very important player for the Tampa Bay Lightning on a team that is locked into several big contracts and several big players. All right, but it's look, it's a good question, but um, you know, I don't uh, I don't think uh, we have an illness that we want to trade Josh Anderson. Take a look at what the market is. There's a lot of there's a lot of teams that think they have a chance to win the Stanley Cup, and they're willing to give up a lot, folks. I like Josh Anderson. I know that he shouldn't be at the top of the list of players that Canadians should trade because there's a lot of guys that should go before him. I know that. I'm not dumb, okay? I know that the Canadians don't have a lot of players like Josh Anderson. I know that too. Not dumb. When are the Canadians going to be a legitimate Stanley Cup contender? When? Somebody please answer me that question. When? Three years, they'll be a contender. Four years, they'll be a serious contender. Five years from now, they'll be a legitimate. Okay, let's just say in four years from now, the Canadians are a legitimate Stanley Cup contender. All right? By then, Josh Anderson is in the final year of his contract. Final year. He's no longer in the prime of his career. He's a declining asset, and he can't get you anywhere near what he gets you. Look, for example, MJV says the Canadians will be a legitimate Stanley Cup contender in five years if everything pans out. Well, he's got four years left on his contract after this year. So he'll be gone at that point. He'll be gone. You think they're going to sign him as an unrestricted free agent at the end of his deal? No, that won't happen. Here's your chance to cash in. Every year after this year, I think Anderson will get you less. WST says, Tony, stop with this nonsense. Okay. But what am I saying that doesn't make sense? Somebody explain this to me. The Canadians are in a rebuild. True? Yes. The Canadians likely are going to miss the playoffs next year, most probably. The Canadians will only be a legitimate Stanley Cup contender in four years, maybe five. Okay. And um, so you have a chance to cash in now. If you want to wait, no problem. But you do realize that Josh Anderson in the last month 
has been very, very good. You trade when your stock is at a high. You don't trade when your stock is at a low. Take a look at Sean Monahan, okay? At one point, he was doing great. He had like 17 points in 25 games. He got hurt. He hasn't come back. What happens if you decide that you want to trade Anderson next year or the year after? And when you do, he's hurt, and he misses the final month leading up to the trade deadline, and then you can't get nothing for him because he's out. You don't know. You have a healthy Anderson. You have a bunch of teams that think they have a chance to win the cup, and they're willing to overpay. And you have one of the deepest drafts in the history of the NHL draft, which is coming up in the middle of in the month of June. I put his name there on the market. No doubt about it. Other questions. Anthony Crisafulli, even if they don't make any moves this deadline, would you give the Marinaro guarantee that Anderson moves by the draft and you expect them to sign a free agent with the free cap space? No, I'm, I can't give that Marinaro guarantee. When I give the Marinaro guarantee, <clears throat> it's because I know for certain I've been told uh, from the someone in the know, someone whispers in my ear that something's going to happen. And uh, if that person is, uh, you know, is high up and, you know, with all due respect, I'm not talking about the janitor. You know what I mean? But uh, if, if that person is part of a management team or a coaching staff and, and they'll tell me something that they're hearing, you know, then I'll give the Marinero guarantee. I'm not hearing anything on Josh Anderson, which leads me to believe that he won't be traded. Um, but at the same time, I, I would definitely put him out there. There's no doubt about it. Next. Uh, why isn't anyone talking about trading Dvorak? Would they be selling too low on him? He's clearly not a fit. I just, I don't think he's playing great hockey. I don't think his stock is very high right now. And, you know, he's got a digestible contract um, at $4.45 million. A couple of years left. You might as well trade him when his value goes higher. You know? I trade Anderson before him. His value is much higher. Next. It's nice, this sick top. It looks nice. Justin, all these trades happening prior to Friday bodes well for Montreal. All the teams that strike out on the big names may circle back with Hughes for plan B, C, and D. Yeah, you know, the, the, the challenge is, is that with the exception of Josh Anderson, most of the names that the Canadians are probably trying to dangle, they're probably plan C's and plan D's for teams. You're right about that. But you can look at it two ways. You can look at it that, you know, look, if the Canadians want to trade some players on Friday, they will. The challenge is the teams that really wanted to pull the trigger have, and they've given up more than other teams that will circle back on Friday and that when they'll pull the trigger, at least I think so. That's the way I see it. A shout-out to Playground, by the way. Over 600 machines, poker tournaments, playground casino games, daily promotions, unmatched customer service. Why go anywhere else? Located just over the Mercier Bridge, only minutes from downtown Montreal. By the way, Joel Edmondson is out tonight. He does not go for the Canadians in uh, in San Jose. He does not. Hey, did you see, um, uh, for all of you watching, did you see yesterday the footage of members of the media? Uh, we are talking about it with Eric Engels. Eric goes up to... Uh, uh, Eric Carlson asked him about, uh, you know, his name being out there and possibly being traded. And uh, then the San Jose media asks him again. And then uh, Martin McGuire 
um, who was just talking to Mark Edward Vlasic, uh, leaves Vlasic, comes over, uh, didn't witness Eric or the San Jose media asking Carlson about possibly being traded, asks him himself, and Carlson just, you know, he acted like a real jerk, man. He just acted like a jerk. Anyway, we all have bad days at the office, but, you know, I know a lot of people think that hockey players don't have to answer to the media, but it's part of their obligations, and it's part of their responsibilities. It is. That's that's just the way it is, you know? So, um, Eric Carlson's made $99 million. He's got four years left on his contract. He's going to make another $46 million. He makes $11.5 million a year. 11.5. Stop being a jerk, man. If I made $99 million in my career and I was set to make another 46, that's $145 million. $145 million. It's close to winning, you know, the 649. $50 million three times. You know? The last thing I would be would be a jerk. You know, come on, man. Be a nice guy. Uh, Bobby Design Edmondson is finished, he says. Dude has chronic back injuries. Doubt Hughes will uh, be offered anything more than a late pick for him. Drew and Hoffman, forget about it. No one wants them. That French guy... That's his handle. Says Toronto's going for it. Corey Crawford says yes, Tony, which I doubt is Corey Crawford, uh, formerly of the Chicago Blackhawks and Stanley Cup champion. Biggest Habs fan in the smoke says 99 million. Yeah, I think he can answer a couple of questions. Anthony says Carlson reminded himself about the Canadian media. 66 spinning says Tony Tafet 110%. Ça vaut des millions. Ça vaut pas des millions. But you know what? That was an amazing gig. Uh, I don't know if I got there for 110%, but I definitely got there for La Tacasang, which was the show after 110%. 110% went off air. Uh, they pretty much rebranded it La Tacasang. That was a great show because um, we were um, we're on for an hour. There was a panel of uh, usually it was five people, including the moderator, which was Jean Paget. And um, we were paid well for the show. We were paid very well. It was very opinionated, a lot of debates. But there were nights where I think they were showing it like a second time. And we were getting paid like a premium, a little bit more. That was, those were pretty good times, considering this was in 2010. In 2010, all right, 13 years ago, that one-hour show, was, I, how much did I get paid for it? Let's put it in the chat. Let's see if anyone knows how much I got paid for a one-hour show of La Taca Sang back in 2010. <clears throat> If somebody gets, hold on a second. This is what we're going to do. Um, I'm going to write on a piece of paper. If somebody gets the exact amount right, um, Agnello, 
We're going to have to send them something. We're going to send you a gift, okay? So I'm going to write down the amount uh, that I got paid for each show. Once again, La Taca Sank, back in 2010. If someone gets the right amount, we're going to send you something, okay? Hold on. Oh, now it's going too fast. I might have to ask uh, Agnello to bring them up. Okay, hold on a second. Uh, Bobby Design, 50. No. Steph, 800. No. Me, 25,000. Obviously not. Mello Fratello says uh, $34. No. Uh, Mark says $500. No. Steph says $800. No. Ryan Baker says $20. No. Dario, $75. No. Uh, Sonny uh, Hendricks, three, uh, 23. No. Folks, this was back in uh, back in 2010, okay? Uh, 625, no. John Wayne, 1250, definitely not. Come on. MJV, 20 bucks, 950, 650, 1250, 250, 1500, 340, I don't see the amount yet, but uh, there is somebody who's uh, pretty close. Okay. Wow. And yellow, we should do this more often. Look at all the people sending in the amount. Okay. Okay. I, I think, oh my God, I shouldn't have said this. I think we could stop it now because nobody got it right. The big question I'm wondering, though, is uh, should we get something to the person who uh, was the closest? Okay, stop. You could stop now. You could stop because no one got it right. No one got it right. And it doesn't look like anyone's going to get it right. It's not an easy amount to guess. All right, so can we stop it? Stop it. We're not going to stop. Everyone's going for it. Look at this. I can go another two, three minutes. Look at this. Look at this. Christopher Francois, 450. Winder, 100. George, 1500. Folks, we weren't paid $1,500 for an hour of television. Come on, at the top of it all off, it was back in 2010. Okay, and we're stopping here. Nobody got it right. Nobody got it right. Nobody. All right, see that? There you have it, okay? 610. All right, 610. No one had it, no one had it. Yeah, yeah, now everyone's writing 610. No, uh, but um, Kelly did say 600, and John Muscatel said 600, and I think it was 66 spinning who had said 600. Uh, so those those were good times to do an hour of television back in 2010, and they were paying you $610. <clears throat> when they used to call me in the morning, hey, uh, Tony, uh, you want to work with Taka Sankta? Wait, 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 wait. I didn't even make the finish their sentence. Wait, 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 wait. Say, sir, say, sir, say, sir. Uh, there were some weeks where I was I was on twice a week. Those were, uh, were, those were the good old days. And uh, then uh, you leave there and uh, you go do radio. And uh, you got to work about two weeks to make $610. But anyway, I, uh, I did have fun, though. I digress. Um, all right. Uh, it looks like it's 1034. The puck is about to drop any minute now. Uh, so thanks so much, everyone, for contributing. Unfortunately, nobody had got it right when we cut it off. But thanks so much, everyone, for participating in large numbers. That was fun. Going forward, this is something that I want to do, by the way. I want to ask a question. And for the first one who gets it right, we're going to send you a prize. Unfortunately, tonight, we didn't have a winner. But I'm sure we will have many going forward over the next little while. Once again, 
the sick podcast was brought to you in part by Energy Transportation Group, by La Bita TB as well, and by La Cage. It's the Canadians and the San Jose Sharks as the Canadians open up their uh, West Coast trip in California. It's in um, San Jose tonight. And then they're going to be in uh, the, for the last game in the uh, in February, of course, because tomorrow's uh, Wednesday, March 1st. And then Friday, they're going to visit Mark Bergevin's L.A. Kings, 10.30 p.m. start. Uh, pardon me, that's Thursday. Friday, they're going to be in Anaheim visiting the Ducks, and uh, that's a 10 o'clock start, Eastern. And then on uh, Sunday, uh, they are going to be in Vegas versus the Golden Knights. That's a 6 p.m. Eastern uh, Standard Time start. A rare Saturday night off. So if on Saturdays uh, you and the missus or your girlfriend, you want usually like to do things, but you can't because you want to stay home and watch the game. Well, Saturday the Canadians don't play, so you get you know you, know, you guys can go out and you can uh, you can do something. Um, I'm going to watch Creed three. I don't know if I'm going on Friday or I'm going on Saturday, but either Friday or Saturday. I'm going to watch Creed 3. I would imagine maybe on Saturday, because Friday is going to be a little bit busy with NHL trade deadline. I can always go at night. But I do know this. I do know this. We will be back tomorrow night, same time, same place, at 10 p.m. It's a sick podcast. I'm Marinaro. Enjoy the Habs versus the Sharks. Connor Bedard, Connor Bedard, Connor Bedard. Habs, please lose. Talk to you tomorrow. Ciao. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La Vida TV. Embrace your true nature. And La Cage. If the last time you went to La Cage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to La Cage. The menu will surprise you.